listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43, where we will be discussing chapter six in City of Glass, Bad Blood. And if you sing a fucking Taylor Swift song, I will hurt you. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Don't go in my section later. I was, <laughs> I was thinking of the Greyhound group. Bloodhound group. The Bloodhound gang? Yep, that. <laughs> Bad touch. Yep. Okay. <sighs> awesome. Oh, my God. <clears throat> All right. How is everybody this week? It's a week week. Good, I like the cheese. Good. <laughs> it is. It's been a long week. Um, I did come across something that I just thought was super, like, profound and something that given our current circumstances was appropriate. So I, I just wanted to share with the class. It's a short poem in sign form. And it says, say yes to masks, no to bras, free the titty, protect the city. And I just thought that was really <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> go anywhere without a bra not even downstairs a lot of the time <laughs> yeah I'm not that into it either but maybe if you were more used to, to it to make you mm-hmm. right I mean I did put on a bra specifically to have this conversation with you guys like you had to go into your room I have not worn one I have not worn one since Monday whoa whoa what? it's Friday I don't go anywhere your boobs still need to be supported. They need your support, Kristen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> support the boobies. They're fine. Oh, jeez Louise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. Um, okay, so. That's been my week. I got. <gasps> braless and lawless. It's <laughs> great. I got an awesome text from Robin, and I don't know um, if we can talk about this, but um, someone dressed up as a shadow hunter for Halloween. <gasps> yes! And you. Yes, I liked her <gasps> thing. Oh my gosh, I feel so honored that. So she dressed up as a shadow hunter, and ta- I don't know what you would say, put in the comments, I guess. That um, mm-hmm. her comment on her outfit was licensed to nerd. And I just got chills. Love it. Yep. Yep. I love it. I support it wholeheartedly. It was the best. Yes. I commented on it when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. And it was a really good costume. Yeah, too. she looked great. She did a really good job. Uh-huh. I have the name if that's what you're looking for. Let's do it. Becca underscore ST Saint, I'm assuming. J 048. Ha. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Becca, for thinking of us. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was awesome. <sighs> I'm just jealous I could never pull that. Okay, I oh, could. I don't have the art skills with a Z. Yeah, I wonder what she used. They look like real fake tattoos. Well, you know they have those, like, um, the, like, it lasts for two weeks or whatever, like, semi-permanent tattoos or whatever, with, like, special ink and stuff. It's almost like henna, but, like, they've developed it into a certain, like, you know, whatever. And it'll get black or whatever. And, like, you can get ones that are, like, already designed, or you can get the stuff that you can make it, like, freehand. So you can, like test out a tattoo to see if you really like it okay that makes sense that's a good idea (laughs) that's a very good idea my niece was had one on her wrist and I was like did you because it was on her wrist and it looked like a stamp and I was like did you go out to the club like wait clubs are open again (laughs) no she's like no it's a fake tattoo and I'm like wow those are a lot more advanced than the Ren and Stimpy like lick on stick on that we had (laughs) in the bubble gum yeah. It's oh, great. Good times. Good times. Oh. So maybe, Robin, we can test out our parabatai yes. rune. It's going to happen. Tattoo before we get it. 
before we go under the needle. Oh, I love it. Well, maybe next year we can try to dress up as shadow hunters. But like from the um, infernal devices. Yes, thank you. Okay, so I have a secret confession to make, and I feel like Amanda's gonna get me here. And Robin, we can't see half of your face. I, I have to lean down into my microphone. <laughs> okay. We just see like half of her glasses in her forehead. <laughs> your brows are looking great today, girl. All natural. So yep. I am obsessed with costume tube. Oh. If you don't know what that is, it's the side of YouTube that is into costuming. And I am very, very obsessed with historical costuming. And so I watch all of these women who are infinitely more uh, talented than I am. Um, putting together like Victorian like bustle skirts and like gowns and like this whole thing and I'm just like I wish I had an excuse to do that yes and then you said that and we should do it yeah it will take a year to do so like we should start planning it now yes. but hopefully <laughs> we can awesome actually would that be do something for Halloween next year to make it worth it yeah well you we can, can see it doubles together. Halloween comic-con you know, yeah, it can be there's there's multiple venues that you could reuse this yeah. with our in. cloaks that are going to make you sweaty. Yeah, exactly. I found a cloak pot pattern, by the way. I've been looking. OK, I great. Thought was really good. OK, well, and it's got like armholes so you can do the you can put your arms through the hole oh. and like keep it on if you wanted to. Or you can. But they're like flat. So you can not have them, not have your arms through it, and like it can still just be like KP. Love it. KP. Yeah. KP. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anyway, I just wanted an excuse to make pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I also just really wanted an excuse to dress when the silhouette was a big, big hips and ass were a thing. <laughs> your boobs are all out. It's insane how much they want their boobs out when the rest of their body is covered. I guess that makes sense. Never mind. I thought of it as I said it. Just kidding. Well, and the cool thing about the the silhouette of like that Victor that like Victorian era is that you don't have to really have a super tiny waist, mm -hmm. like. A, a, you might get a couple like an inch shrinkage from like a corset or something but that's not like that's not even tight lacing or anything that's just kind of you standing up all the way like <laughs> you posture. know because it makes you know your posture is different um and it might give you a little bit of compression but for the most part to achieve the silhouette you just make your ass bigger and your your waist looks smaller <laughs> mine's like the size of montana I'm like, this is literally my game. Like, like, this is what I was built for. <laughs> and bam, there's Montana. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I want a legitimate excuse to wear butt pads. <laughs> Chris is wearing a diaper under there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I think it's a good idea. I think we should do it. Sounds like Let's fun. I have money yeah. but no skills so <laughs> there you go well that's what that's the primary thing that we'll need we can we can work on the skills but we need the money to actually buy the fabric <laughs> oh geez uh, it'll be great yeah I don't think we should hold do it. us and we to need this no because I don't know nothing that's we say what I can ever I have money I have skills I don't have time <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, no, don't ever hold us to anything we say because we're total slackers. Procrastination. <laughs> Unless we say outright, this is absolutely 100% going to happen. Don't count on yeah. it. <laughs> Possibly. And mostly me because I have a lot of big ideas that never come to fruition. <laughs> It's a personality trait. I like to plan things a lot. Andy always tells me that I like I prefer to plan the vacation than to go on the vacation. I am less of a planner. I am more of a like I want to plan like 
getting to the country that we're going to. But then, like, at that point, other than a place to stay, I'm like, nah. Well, like, Iceland, we're just going to go to Iceland and get a camper van and just drive around the ring road for a week and a half and sleep in the camper van and see as much of Iceland as we can. It's crazy. (laughs) Madness, dude. I'll plan it for you, okay? I'll tell you where to go. I'll start looking now. I mean, there's a couple of places that we're like, oh, yeah, we want to hit that. But, like, we won't have, like, a, oh, we're going to do it on this day or, oh, we're going to do it on that day kind of a situation. Why are you laughing? Because we want to hit it. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Bloody hell. That's great. All right, folks. Okay, what do you say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Clary wakes up at Amatus's house. Luke is left and Clary is none too pleased to be left alone with some strange lady, although she does extract some nitty-gritty details about the Circle Kids. Amatus tells Clary that she isn't allowed to leave the house, you know, considering that she isn't technically supposed to be there. Her obedience lasts all of eight seconds before she changes into Amatus's old gear and hops out the window, making her way to the Penhallows. She's greeted by a super unfriendly Isabel who's telling her, girl, get gone. But she's not taking no for an answer and pushes her way past Isabel up the stairs into Jace, who's necking with a lean. Fucking gross. <clears throat> necking. Meanwhile, in the dungeons, Simon is getting to know his cellmate, Sam Blackwell, a next circle member turned recircle member when V-Tang came back. Sam gives Simon the 411 on his new digs and all the super special work that went into making sure he's kept in there and gives him the advice to wait until tomorrow to see what the clave wants with him. Hmm. Scoff. Scoff. <laughs> Why well, do I always bro. have to coffee? Coffee you? Like you said something funny. Me too. Me too. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I just am so happy about it. Like it was so funny. Scoffs. Uh, I'm funny. All right, folks. We begin our chapter smack dab in the middle of a teenage nightmare. (laughs) A scene so horrific you'd expect to awake in bed at any moment, gasping for breath. Alas, Cassie Clare is nothing if not maniacally evil. No doubt she was clicking away at the keyboard, her villainous laugh echoing off the walls as she wrote every line slashing at the hearts of her readers. (laughs) I mean, that's what I do. I'm going to kill somebody off. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, people are going to love this motherfucker and he's yeah. going to die. <laughs> oh, she was thinking that about Simon so many times. Shut up. Claire just walked in on her brother lover, laying down some of that sweet, sweet angel loving on the, <laughs> on the acerbic Aline Penhallow. Clary's stuck, frozen in shock and horror and rage, watching the girl Jace was just <laughs> ravishing button up her shirt and set herself right. Holy shit on a cracker. The level of cringe is off the fucking charts and I can't even. <laughs> it's too much. I felt it in my soul. Yeah. Dude. Dude. And when like she had backed up and like hit the door and the door closed and she's like, fuck. How do I get out of here? <laughs> now I've just made myself obvious and I've trapped myself in. <laughs> So, too stunned to say anything, Clary remains silent when Aline, who is in super bitch mode, asks her who the hell she is. But Jace saves but Jace saves Clary that one humiliation by jumping in and introducing the two girls. Aline Aline's attitude does an immediate about face with the information that Clary is Jace's sister. Fucking it shouldn't. <laughs> and not some scorned lover. Thank God, that could have been super awkward. Oh, no big deal. (laughs) Aline reaches out to shake Clary's hand in greeting, and Clary's like, yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) Thankfully, Jace swoops in once again and whispers something into Aline's ear, and she leaves them alone. I feel like that could have been done better, Jonathan. Ew. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Oh, he deserves full name at this moment. That motherfucker has some explaining to do. What did you say? What did you say? Right. Tell me. What could you have said to make someone leave right away? Right. Leave us. (laughs) (laughs) That is something Jace would say. And he would just expect you to comply. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, 
did he have to whisper into her ear? Like, couldn't he have just said, like, hey, Aline, could you give us a minute? I need to talk to my sister. Would that have been so fucking hard, Jace Whalen Lightwood Morganstern? <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> Fuck. I was really proud of you for remembering all those, but you wrote it down. <laughs> I haven't, like, scrolled down to the next page. As much as Clary is displeased with the present circumstances, Jace seems just as Jace seems just as disturbed. Although his focus is less on romance and more on the fact that Clary should absolutely definitely not be in the glass city. Clary, our little marshmallow, is hurt that Jace isn't about the pleasantries and doesn't even seem a little bit happy to see her. Jace, on the other hand, is a glutton for punishment and decides the way to keep the girl he loves safe is to treat her like the juice at the bottom of an NYC dumpster. Yum. I don't know about you guys, but like, I have a feeling this is going to work for him. Yeah, on Girl, point. Girls like assholes, right? This yeah. will be good. Yeah. This is going to be great. I mean, it's why we all fell in love with Jace, let's be honest. Guilty. <laughs> Jace being the complete and total dick that he is, kickstarts Clary's ginger rage. Ding, ding. Let's get ready to rumble. Jace makes first contact with a petty but effective, I'm not glad to see you, not even a little bit, one-two punch. Clary immediately goes on the defensive, trying to appeal to her opponent's better nature with a this isn't you block, followed up by a I hate it when you act like this gut punch. But Jace is ready, taking the opening to deliver a bitter, well if you hate it, I better stop doing it since you always do what I ask, uppercut. Oh, that stings. But Clary's jaw isn't made of glass, and she shakes off the blow, wasting no time delivering a classic you-had-no-right jab. <laughs> Twinkletoes Jace is lightning fast with a powerful I-had-every-right-because-I'm-your-brother-right hook. But the little redhead that could blocks it. And is that? Yes, it is, folks. All the way from downtown. A you-don't-own-me left hook delivered with deadly accuracy. And that's the end of round two. We'll have to wait for the judges. But it looks like that one's going to the pixie. Who knew the little angel girl was a southpaw? Fuck. I'm like sweating. <laughs> Listen, I have an idea. And I think it is that somehow we need to make the video have a fuck count. <laughs> ding, yeah. ding. sounds even cooler because it's in the old timey voice great that was great i loved it so my beloved alec bursts into the room like a cross like a cross between the kool-aid man and molly weasley demanding to know what in all possible dimensions is going on in here are you two trying to kill each other yep yeah they are for sure spoilers <laughs> jace ever the chameleon is like it's all good bro clary was just leaving this, of course, works for Alec because he needs to talk to Jace, but Clary's not going to be dismissed. Oh no, not our girl. So quick sidebar. Clary says, doesn't anyone in this house ever say, hi, nice to meet you, or nice to see you anymore? Which I think is weird to say since she's never been in the Penhallow's yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you just made yourself right at home, didn't you? Yeah. This is one of those, this is why we can't have anything nice statements. Right. So Alec politely welcomes Clary while simultaneously reprimanding her for breaking the law, but in the same breath, congratulating her for doing so. <laughs> Look, Alec's relationship with Clary is just as complicated as every other relationship he has. He's working on it, okay? Breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> so there's a lot of back and forth here, but the gist of it is both Alec and Clary want to talk to Jace about something, but his royal pain in the ass... <laughs> Isn't in the mood to talk to anyone, but Alec is pretty sure he definitely wants to talk to him about the thing that Alec wants to talk to him about, but can't do it in front of Clary. Makes sense? Yeah, me either. <laughs> so during their standoff, Clary spills the beans that Luke chaperoned her illegal trip to Alicante. Whoopsies. <laughs> Alec is trying his best to covertly signal to Jace <laughs> that he needs to speak to what he needs to speak to him about when Isabel sweeps into the room. <clears throat> 
Clary's having none of it. She took Jace's response to her choice of travel companion as a threat to turn Luke over to the authorities, which, come on, Frey. Yeah. We know you're hurt and, like, whatever, but Jace is about as anti-establishment as you can get. He's not going to tell the Clave shit, and you know that. Like, duh, bitch. Come on. Sorry. Over the next couple chapters, Clary and I get in a couple fights, so I'm a little <sighs> bitter. Yeah. So, of course, because Clary just can't help herself while yelling at Benedict Jace, she lets it slip that she created a portal, which is news to Alec and Izzy. Fuck. Poor Jace. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I know he's the dick in this situation, but, like, I also feel for him because he's like, fuck, Clary, uh-huh. shut the fuck up. I'm trying to keep you safe here, bitch. Yeah. Literally save your life. <clears throat> Alec will not be deterred. Nay, nay. He's like, yo, Jace, you know that thing that Aaron and I ran last night? I need to talk to you about the package I took to the, you know, super smooth Lightwood. So Jace, knowing his parabroti, is all, yo, <clears throat> nope. There's commas there for a reason, Kristen. <laughs> that means pause. <laughs> Jace, knowing his parabroti, is all, yo, shut the fuck up, <laughs> and turns to Clary to deliver an acid-laced verbal smackdown telling her that he doesn't want her around because she's a liability and boy is it a doozy and by the way this was between rounds so it was an illegal hit (laughs) okay got it (laughs) i've decided (laughs) penalty right so he says quote you're a disaster for us, Clary. You're a mundane. You'll always be one. You'll never be a shadow hunter. You don't know how to think like we do. Think about what's best for everyone. All you ever think about is yourself. But there's a war on now, or there will be, and I don't have the time or the inclination to follow around after you, trying to make sure you don't get one of us killed. Fuck. Partially true. Yes. However, it's very hypocritical because we know Jace is just as fucking guilty, irresponsible as she is. I mean, he's more capable, but yeah, come on now. So yeah, that was, it hurt. That hurt. That was harsh. But the death blow comes from our pint sized pumpkin head. And she says, quote, when you told me the first time that Valentine was your father, I didn't believe it. She said, not just because I didn't want it to be true, but because you weren't anything like him. I've never thought you were anything like him, but you are. You are. Fuck. She said it twice. That means she means Legit it. have chills right now. Clary two times. <laughs> <laughs> now she's Clary two times. <clears throat> meanwhile, in the depths of a... Meanwhile, in the depths of a... Why can't I say depths and of at the I just like it because it's the remix. <laughs> there was a fuck there. Depths of the depths of the depths of the depths of the wiggle wiggle. So meanwhile, in the depths of the guard, Simon is lamenting his dire situation to his curmudgeonly cell neighbor, Samuel. As we know, Quizzy Two Times is planning <laughs> to starve Simon into submission, so he'll lie and tell the clave that the Lightwoods are in league with Valentine, after which the Inquisitor will allow Simon to safely return home. Mm-hmm. Samuel admits that he knows the Lightwoods. He was in the circle with them and the Waylands, the Pengborns, the Herondales, and the Penhallows. Hell, even Hodge. The circle was all the rage in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) So cellmate Sammy tells Simon that Inquisitor Aldertree has always hated the Lightwoods. The circle members were basically the popular rich kids from every John Hughes movie, and Aldertree was Anthony Michael Hall's character in all of them. I feel like I just like really aged myself. <laughs> I feel like you did a little bit, but I understand it. So. As long as you get it, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> the Sam man goes on to explain the wealth disparity among shadow hunters. So theoretically, all shadow hunters are paid equally, except for those that have more responsibility. Like running an institute or who have a higher position within the clave. Now, I feel like this is like a sneaky, like, I don't think it's just the Inquisitor and the Consul. I think there's like other positions within the clave that like 
they fudge with the money. They give them more money for whatever reason. Okay. But, okay. Like you get an extra more percentage of ownership. Like you're the treasurer that hands out the money. Who signs the paychecks? Right. Like you get two hundred dollars for passing go, and I get two hundred dollars because you passed go. Right. That's I feel how like you guys I, play, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like there's something like the way the government works. It's like everyone theoretically gets paid the same, but that's just for people who just like hunt shadows, right? But the clerical work, that costs extra, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and what about inactive? Do they not get any money? Like, they, do they get any retirement? I'm assuming they would. So then also, die. where do they get <laughs> money from? They, they tell you. So some shadow hunters um, have mundane jobs or business ventures, uh, which is all good and fine, as long as they give the clave a cut of the action. And the other way, the most lucrative way and common, sorry, the other way, the most lucrative and common way all the high families got their wealth was through what they call spoils. Basically, if you kill a rich downworlder or a demon, you get to steal all their money and valuables. Seems legit. Sounds like a video game, right? Like you kill someone and you get right? all their you stuff. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Like you just like pass over them. It's crazy. Okay, anyway. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so basically that's how all the wealthy families who still have power are wealthy. Like the Penhallows, they have this great, spectacular house. And obviously, Amatis doesn't, right? She has uh-huh. like a little cottage or whatever. That's what you get when you get like the regular cut Crazy. of things. And so I still think she gets paid, even though she's not technically she an active. To. I think it's like communism or whatever. Or she just sells her stuff on Etsy. She sounds like she would be like, <laughs> like a, like a, a Kristen. A... I want to be her so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, not like a widower or whatever, or divorcee or whatever. I mean, technically, I still am, but. <laughs> yeah. But technically. <laughs> Anywho. So Samuel paints yet another picture of Valentine's power over his followers and offers his own theory about Alder Tree's true intentions. He's going to get Simon to give up this lo- the Lightwoods and then definitely, and then he's definitely going to kill him to shut him up. Yeah. It's big giant leap there, Sam. But. Come <laughs> about it. But Simon's not concerned about that because he has no intention of giving up the Lightwoods. And I, okay. So he's made this decision. Like he's like, he's like, no, I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. And Sam is like, well, I would, right? And he's like, no, you wouldn't. And Sam's like, hmm. you should believe someone when they tell you something bad about themselves. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, if someone would have told me that when I was 17. <laughs> my life would be completely different. You wouldn't have listened. <laughs> no, I no, wouldn't have. No. I, I didn't listen to reason back then. No, none of us did. Nobody does. No. <laughs> but like, you have to, even you have to admit that this is some legit step up, be a man behavior from Simon. Yeah. I mean, I think any normal person would do the same thing. 16 year old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. 16. With no ties to these people. He has ties he because has, Clary has ties. He has ties to Clary. He, obviously, he has a little sexual feeling towards Jace. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to sing it there, but that's obviously not the words. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know. He's got a connection. I don't know. I mean, it's some it's some pretty brave shit. I'm just saying. Well, he hasn't gotten desperate yet for blood, so we'll see what happens when he does. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. His intentions are yeah, good. We'll see for now. Yeah, <laughs> all right oh, well i'm the lucky one that gets to go back to clary's point of view Ooh, yeah. jelly so holy hell <laughs> so clary left the room after jace's tirade and he was drained um then i guess we're not in really clary's we're back and forth anyway um he turns all of a sudden jace turns on alec and izzy telling them to gtfo and izzy was like whoa brah what was that and jace is like what I wanted her to leave so I convinced her to go. <laughs> this reminds me of this scene, like, where the beast is, like, raging out. Yeah. 
wanted to do this. Yeah. And all the, people are like, the, all the people are like, dude, you're like, it's not helping. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and by people, I mean like the candle. <laughs> Lumiere. Yeah. And the clock. Cogsworth. Well, Cogsworth, yeah. Oh my God, that's great. Can you do like a French accent? What do you want me to say? Like, I don't know, something to Jace to make him calm down. I have to have words. <laughs> well, whatever. Isabel tries. <laughs> oh, wait. Say that. Say, uh, whoa, bro. <laughs> no. What was that? <laughs> whoa, bro. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> favorite accents to do what russian yes me too i like the way it sounds so i never do accents i should try i love it oh my god that's great i just am jealous that everybody sounds amazing Uh uh-huh yeah everyone but exactly i love a russian accent german Mm -hmm. everything not me have you tried talking to your cat yet i did but i couldn't say it right oh we'll show you this video it's about this like person trying to like call a cat's attention in like a bunch of different languages but then he does it in German and the cat's like, German always works. It's very cute. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. So anyway, Isabel points out that um, Jace did more than just send her home. She says that he destroyed her. Yeah, Dude. that was some bullshit. Yeah, I agree. So eventually Jace softens and pleads with them to just leave him alone, which you got to admit is just kind of like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here, right? So Jace remembers that the two of them came in to tell him something important. And Alec finally explains that Magnus got back to him about Simon. And not only has Magnus not seen Simon, but there hasn't been any portal activity. So Izzy tries to remain positive. <laughs> but Alec is like, um, I went to the guard this morning and overheard Malachi talking to the guards about bringing the vampire upstairs to talk with the Inquisitor. And then they all joked about how dumb Simon must be (laughs) (laughs) to have believed that they would be just be questioned, like that they wouldn't question him. Um, So they went on to say how crazy it is that a shadow hunter tried to sneak him in. And Malachi said, well, what do you expect from Valentine's son? Okay. These motherfuckers need to calm down. So when I was reading it, I thought like maybe this, it was just the Inquisitor. What's this, the Inquisitor? Alder Tree. 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 That's right. Quizzy two, two times. times. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I knew that wasn't. I thought maybe he was just working alone, like rogue. But mm-hmm. I, now it's like, okay, ever, but like. Their government is corrupt. Yep. Surprise. I do talk about that, actually. It's interesting. And I don't know if it's in this part or not, but yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't think it is. So anyway, Jace automatically starts to feel guilty, saying that if it hadn't been him that brought Simon there, um, they probably would have just let simon go home and alec reminds him that he saved simon by bringing him through the portal so yeah like he'd be dead so but the, magnus didn't leave like i think he could have left him with magnus oh that's a really good point yeah what happened to magnus did he fight them off on his own well he i i don't know i don't know what that whole scenario he was just like yeah. but he can't, bewitched out of there he can't do that we've discussed it so what i think right. what i think happened because it all happened very fast. Like, Simon got stabbed as he was getting pulled into the mm-hmm. portal. So I think Jace was just trying to get him out of the way and he ended up getting stabbed. And it was like, we're already falling into the portal. Like, right. And then they tangled up together. And it was all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, okay. Anyway. <clears throat> so, um... So then Jace goes into a little bit of selfish mode talking about how Clary, um, what Clary will think about Jace that like basically that he did this on purpose and she'll blame him. And um, I don't know. I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like that's a little selfish on his part. Just worrying about what Clary's going to think instead of worrying about Simon. <laughs> yes. But also like if he would just communicate with Clary, yeah. she would understand the scenario and they would work together to figure it out. But then we wouldn't have a fucking book. Yeah. I mean, he he could have, I don't know. What does he expect her to do? Does he really think, it's Clary. Does he really think she's just going to turn around and go home? And just sit and wait? Just yeah. No, right. her thumbs. In no world. Right. Nothing yeah. you can say. You're just going to get her to leave and then do something dangerous on her own without exactly. your protection. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. 100%. Not being helpful. Emoji. Emoticon that says 100% with a line under it. That's how much I agree with you. Yeah. 
that emoji always bothers me because there's not a percent mm-hmm. on it. It's weird. And so I'm like, do I put a percent afterwards or am I supposed <laughs> to be cool? But like, I'm so anal about that kind of stuff. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't say what it means. <laughs> like, it just does not compute. It's so hard. And then I feel really cool when I do use it. I'm like, I'm and getting That was cool. <laughs> I'm not. No, none of us are. <laughs> All right. Well, Alec um, tries to convince Jace that Clary would never think that. And Jace basically jumps up and punches the window. He's just like over it. He's got to get his anger out somehow. And Isabella's like, bro, this isn't even our house. What the fuck? How are we going to explain this shit? What are you thinking? (laughs) When you said he jumps up and punches the window, it reminded me of like idle hands. When he's sitting down and the hand just like launches him forward. I've never seen that whole movie. Oh my god! Just seen parts of it. We're doing this. Yeah, we—that's what we should have watched. Not with our week. children. Yeah, that's true. Good no. point. Okay. Um. Okay. So now I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. Quick sidebar. Last night, Bryn was watching scary movies, right? And she came out and she said, "Hey, mom, don't come into my room because I'm watching a clown movie." And I was like. This is the wrong way this conversation goes. <laughs> You're coming out. My 12-year-old is coming out to warn me that a movie that she's watching is too scary for her mother. <laughs> That's me. I was like, this is not right, but okay. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> Appreciate yep. Andy took Cassie to see it in the theater. And I was just like, I am not going. And she begged, please, mom, come with us. It's so cool. And I'm like, no, not happening. I'm watching that movie. No. No, thank nope. you. That's a no for me, dog. I had nightmares about that still as an adult from the first one. <clears throat> yep. Nope. Nope. Might have been because my mom let me watch it when I was seven, but there's that. <gasps> I was five. Oh, my God. It's it like scarred me apart. for life. It's I crazy. hate clowns. They freak me out. Yep. I thought about that when we were watching um, Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Just because William's like oh walking yeah around. you're like oh god is he gonna be afraid of the hairdresser no the only thing that was terrible about that movie was when they bumped them in their heads when they threw down the chute oh and then when you're like let the bodies hit the floor that was it was bad we had to google the ending because we i didn't get it anyway there's a lot of singing mm-hmm. and a lot of distraction what if you saw my love in there which one the love of my life Who? or one of them peter pettigrew yes is that his name? no <laughs> jamie campbell bauer who was he? He's the young, he's the one that sings Joanna. Oh. Yeah. Jace. He's Jace. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ew. 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 Johnny Depp, cool. Even oh, at 50, yeah. in 50s. In his 50s. Dude, uh-huh. Johnny Depp, Bruce Willis. I'll even throw in Kevin Costner. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He's like 70. I don't give a fuck. Sorry to interrupt. It's cool. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. City of Glass. (laughs) The book. Okay. So now we go to Clary's point of view. And she's outside trying to navigate her way home. Excuse me. Sorry. And I just have to say that I'm kind of surprised that Isabel didn't go after her. But I guess she's loyal to Jace. So, and what would she say? But, like, I just feel like you noticed that he destroyed her. And you're not going to go after her? I don't know. I will say... Isabel is 100% not acting like Isabel in this whole beginning of this book. Yeah. I'm like, this is not you. This is not how you behave. Mm-hmm. You have no problem telling Jace where to stick it and your brother and yeah. anybody else. And you're always super loyal. So what the fuck is the problem here? Because she's not always on Jace's side just for to be on Jace's yeah. side. Like there's plenty of times that she's on Clary's side. So it's also she's weird, acting weird when she showed up that I just imagine in my head Izzy seeing her and going, <gasps> shutting the door behind her, grabbing her arm and pulling her to the side going, what the frick are you doing here? Right. Like, and like having a real conversation. Yeah. Like being I like, said, you can't if be you really, if she really cared about her feelings, she'd been like, oh, he's not here. Let's go find him. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's right. You did say that. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But I just... think like we talked about last episode, the episode before, I don't remember which before. one it was. Um, I think she's acting weird because she's in Alicante because there's like an expectation of behavior. She's drunk on wine. And no, stuff. I think she's got a flex. Oh, okay. Like what you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah, trying to show off yeah. being weird. You know, yeah. teenagers get it. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I remember being one and doing that. So uh, I mean, my one and a half year old was showing off when Kristen got here. So 
Yeah. He had to show me how far he could throw his ball. <laughs> yep. He was like, see, it's all in the way in the other room because I said so. <laughs> yep. He's like, I'll make the rules around here. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Clary realizes she doesn't even remember how to get back to um, Amatis's house. I spelled her name Amati's wrong. house. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like a rapper. Wait, that's not what rappers do. Anyway, so yeah, but of course not, because you didn't tell anyone where you were going, and you forgot your breadcrumbs, you dumbass. Like, did she tie, tie little ribbons to the trees as she went along? What did you expect? You had to get directions and stop to ask on your way to the Penhallows, how did you expect to get back? I guess she maybe she expected to stay with, with Jace. Yeah. I don't think she expected to go back to Amatissa's. Yeah. Stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she didn't really want to go back and um, explain everything to Luke and stuff. So she just, I don't know. She starts wondering and like, it sounds like kind of wandering around. I don't know where she was heading to. Anyway, I thought Luke wasn't there. So that thought process of her not wanting to go back to to explain everything to Luke is weird, but whatever. Anyway, she starts wondering if Jace was right. <laughs> she yes. says the answer is yes. Internally, she says maybe she was maybe she was rash and thoughtless. Maybe she never thought about how what she did impacted the people the people she loved. Yes, stay on this. Let's keep thinking this through. <laughs> Let's keep going. But no, her train of thought was interrupted by Sebastian yelling for her and trying to catch up. Boo. Because we wanted her to keep going. A breakthrough. Yep. Because it's true. Luke just told you yesterday. And now Jace is telling you today that you don't listen to anybody. And you really don't care. And she's still just kind of like, huh. (laughs) Do you you think? (laughs) Nah. Nah. But like a typical teenage girl. Or a typical straight teenage girl. Self-growth is immediately stopped in its tracks by a boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A good-looking boy. Yeah. <laughs> so he asks her if um, he, she is okay because she left the house so quickly and was obviously upset. And she's like, eh, I got into a fight with Jace. You know how it is. And Sebastian's like, no, I don't. I don't have any siblings. And I was like, oh, accidental burn. <laughs> <laughs> so Sebastian then convinces Clary to allow him to walk her home. And guess what? He knows exactly where Amatis lives. What a perfect match. <laughs> so Clary is a little suspicious about it, but he's all the same kind of like jokey charm that Jace has. So he easily convinces her. So um, then we go back to the Lightwoods house, back to the Lightwoods kids. That's what it is. Anyway, because they're at the Penhollows. Anyway, Alec grabs the first aid box and decides that Jace needs to feal this one. Um, so he's not going to let him have just a healing rune to heal his hand. And Jace asks Alec um, why he won't give him the rune since it isn't a demon injury. And I'm curious what I missed because why else would you need a healing rune if not for a demon injury? You're a fucking shadow hunter. <laughs> for a paper cut? Well, like if it's demon venom, they have to take uh, they have to do other things like. Because it's poison in their body. So it's like what? It's poison. Poison. <laughs> it's poison in Jennifer's body. Okay. That's fair. So I think there's like extra steps you have to take because I don't think an Arazi does. Right? Okay. I mean, that would make sense, I guess. But I'm pretty sure we talked about it in book one. I don't fucking remember I don't anymore. I don't know. I'm sure that you're right because the... um. That's what happened to Jake. Clary. Like fucked up. Yeah, Clary. yeah, and yeah. she had to like, you know, she was out for drink a, couple a, days. a draft that Hodge made. A yeah. tisan. Yes. God, you still remember? I don't. So. I remember um, googling it and the voice. <laughs> tisan. Anyway, so Alec um, hopes that Jace will learn something from actually feeling pain and um, that he tells him basically like, I'm gonna tell the Penhollows what really happened if you do your own room. So stick with this. I love Boom. the level of fucking petty ingenuity is high with this one. <laughs> so Alec goes on to ask why Jace does these things to himself, <laughs> not just with the window, but with Clary, everything. He can see the way that Jace looks at Clary, knowing that he can't have her. And maybe this is just acting Jace just acting out because he's never known what it's like to have not be able to have something that he wants. And Jace looks this motherfucker dead in the face and is like, what's between you and Magnus Bane? 
First of all, not only is he throwing it back at Alec, but he's also completely changing the subject. (laughs) (laughs) And Alec is totally thrown. Fucking Jace. And he's trying. Yeah, he's just trying to take the focus off of himself. And Alec is like, say what now? There's nothing going on. What on earth do you mean? So Jace tells him that he's not stupid and that he noticed that Alec went directly to Magnus after the Malachi thing and not to him or Izzy. And Alec is like, "Uh, yeah, that's because he's the only one that could answer my question. So I think this was a really dumb. There's a lot of reasons that you would be able to see Alec and Magnus. And (laughs) that's the one you're going to call him out on. Like Super you had weird. a key to his house. Right. right. <laughs> you almost said something about having this person you love yeah. during right. you know yeah. when you the had the room. room. You're always covered in glitter. normal yeah. that you would ask him about. And he right? has a really good reason for it. Yeah, it was very strange. So eventually, um, Alec finally breaks down and tells Jace there isn't anything between Alec, him and Magnus anymore. And Jace, like, flicks his hair back and forth, and he's like, I hope that's because of little old me. I wanted to die yeah. oh, reading this. Literally. Yeah. It's not because of me, is it? I'm glad I didn't have to do this. Yeah. So, Obs. Confused Alec asks how it would be because of him. And Jace admits that he knows how Alex, Alec thinks he feels about Jace. And he says, I quote, you don't though. You just like me because I'm safe. There's no risk. And then you'll never have to try a real relationship because you can use me as an excuse. And Alec is soups T.O.'d. He accuses Jace of trying to chase him off like he did with Clary. He's just like, don't try to do this to me. Stop it. Basically, before we get Fucker. on to the next part, I, what Jace just said is not wrong. However, it's wrong of him to say that. You can't tell somebody how they feel. It's wrong of him to also just completely change the subject because Alec yeah. had some really good points. Yeah. And he should have allowed him to keep going so that we could get that in the story too. And delve into his personal yeah. life. <laughs> Uh, well, so Jace tries to prove it, and he's like, okay, well, give me a kiss. And Alec is like, yeah, no. No, thanks. And so Jace is like, yeah, I told you so. Um, me literally <laughs> strangling. I can't. I literally, uh, I can't. I'm, it, mm. Yep. Nobody likes it. <laughs> so he tells Agnes. Agnes. <laughs> I dare you to call Magnus Agnes to his face. That was, you will be a rat forever. That was their name together. What? That's their name that's, together. That's their Alec name. and Magnus. No. <laughs> Something to speak it's up. It's not Malik. It's Agnes. Agnes. I can't. Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like having a hot flash. I just created it, guys. What do you think? Do you like it? Agnes, tell me. Tell me what you think. Merch coming soon. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, Jace tells Alec that he's blowing Magnus off because he's too scared to tell people the truth about them. Um, And so then he explains to Alec what the Seely Queen had said. Love makes us liars. Why do we trust the Seely Queen? Dude. (laughs) Every time we get us picture her like as the queen of all the mattresses. (laughs) I swear to you. I can't stop. Yeah. Like princess in the bee. Like a haphazard crown and a scepter. Just sitting, yep, on a princess in the bee. It's like the Sealy Bar. Oh my god. So stupid. Oh my god. Okay, I'm almost done. Okay. Okay, so then Jace totally changes the subject, like out of nowhere. And he's just like, okay, so now lie for me again. Okay. You already did it. Love makes you a liar, so do it again. And um, so he wants Alec to tell everyone he's not feeling well and that he fainted into the window. So that's how I got broken. <laughs> but he's really just sneaking off to the guard to break Simon out. And this reminds me of like an old Southern belle. Like he, oh, <laughs> and he faints into the window with his really big hat. And I love it. Like he got, he just was so tired. He, he goes his full Disney Clary. princess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll say. Exactly. I declare. <laughs> Way better. Bless your heart. Yep. <laughs> oh shoot, it's awesome. I fuck. 
Yeah, <clears throat> that was a really intense scene. It and I'm glad a, I didn't yeah, have to do it. It was tough. I know. It was tough. It wasn't, there was nothing funny there. Nothing no. Nothing funny going on. It was upsetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Clary's thinking about her mom on the way back to Amatis's house and how she always told her that the blue hour between twilight and nightfall was the best time to paint. Clary never got it before visiting Alicante. New York was too washed out by city lights to get the same Idris Elba vibes. <laughs> do you think that's true? Yes. Yeah. I've never been to New York, but I've been to Oregon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're downtown, like, you might be able to see some stars, but it's not nearly as much as, like, you can see, like, out by my house. That's true. Okay. There's not a, a, all that light pollution. That makes sense. So I'm sure New York is, like, you can't see shit. <laughs> okay. She wishes, jo- she wishes Jocelyn were there to show her around to all her favorite haunts. I said places, and I always said haunts, and the memories that went with them. But then she has a moment where she's like, hold up. She would definitely not share any of this stuff with me. This lady is the reason why I'm not very shadowy or huntery, and I don't know anything about my evil overlord, daddy <laughs> Sebastian tries to stike up a conversation with Clary, the same awkward-ass way that he did with Simon. Apparently, he's got a one-track game plan. <laughs> Clary tells him that she's lost in thought about how she's going to have some splaining to do when she gets back to Amatis's house, considering she left via window and her guardian has probably noticed she's gone missing by now. Sebastian is all like, what the H-E double hockey sticks? Why wouldn't you be allowed to see your brother? And Clary's like, well, about that. Technically, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Sebastian's like, LOL, that explains a lot. Clary wants him to explain himself, so he says that everyone was pretty fired up about her coming back, and he thought that maybe she was Taylor Swift, because maybe her and Jace have problems, and he thinks that they can't solve them. He made a really deep cut, and now they've got bad blood. You're about to get murdered. (laughs) Round three. I have never (laughs) wanted to punch you in the face more than I do right now. (laughs) Finish him. Finish him. Clary's like, well, I suppose that's one way to describe what's going on here. And he asks her if she doesn't like Jace much, which gives her pause. <laughs> she spent so much time thinking about whether she loved him or not. She didn't really stop to think if she actually liked him. LOL. Relatable much. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do I even like you guys? Right? Right? <laughs> Sebastian kind of tries to back off being like, whoa, sorry, he's family. Guess it doesn't matter if you like him or not. And Clary says that she does like him. He just makes her like really T.O.'d sometimes because he's like always telling her what to do and stuff. Like a brother. I was going to say like a big brother. (laughs) Sebastian's like, yeah, well, it seems like that doesn't really go to plan. And you kind of just do whatever you want to anyway. You're a strong, (laughs) independent female. Third person. I'm sorry. If this guy who's known you for 17 minutes is like, bro, you kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Maybe you kind of do whatever the fuck you want, Clarissa. Nah. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I think you're right. Only this time, <laughs> motherfucker got soups angry. Sebastian's like, nah, he'll get over it. She asks him his thoughts, and he says that he likes Jace, but doesn't think the feeling is mutual. The pair pass Angel Square, home to what was once called the Great Hall of the Angel, where the accords were first signed, because, you know, downworlders aren't allowed in the guard unless you're going to kidnap and torture them. Now aptly renamed the Accords Hall. This sacred place also doubles as a dance pavilion and is complete with a bronze statue of Raziel out front for the best pictures. We... <laughs> What do you tag on Instagram? Right? <laughs> what do you think he's doing? The what? angel. Oh, he's rising out of the like, lake with the cup and the sword. Oh, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that's the only image they have of him that they just repeat over uh-huh. and over and over okay, again. That's fair. Yep. <clears throat> it's like they're his best Instagram selfie. Just do that one. Right. We're just going to copy this no in filter. every medium. Hashtag no filter. We find out that there are no churches in Idris because the demon towers are enough to keep everyone safe. And Sebastian tells Claire about how he lives in Paris and he's just there visiting his cousin Aline and gives her the information that we already got on his backstory. 
And Clary asks if they were circle members, the Penhallows. And Sebastian's like, Clary, you can't just go around asking people if they were circle members. What the hell? She's like, sorry. It's just that the light words were. And, you know, I'm assuming. And he tells her that half the Gen Xers and Idris were circle members back in the day. His uncle was but left in the early stages once he figured out, like, how V-Tang was, well, a V-Tang. <laughs> And neither of Aline's parents were part of the uprising. And Patrick, who's his uncle, left Alicante to go to Beijing to get away from Vitang, which is where he met his wife, Aline's mom. When the Lighthearts were on trial, the Penhallows voted for leniency and were part of the reason why they were sent to New York instead of being cursed. So the Lightwords are, like, super grateful. And Clary asks about his parents, but he doesn't remember them. Although he wished he had older siblings who would have been able to tell them all about what it was like having them as parents when he was younger. Okay, Sebastian asks Clary, uh-huh. bitch, why did you come to Idris even though you knew Jace was going to be so mad? And before she can answer, they arrive at Amatus's neighborhood, Sister and Square. <laughs> Clary's like, cool beans, thanks for the lift, gotta go, bye! <laughs> and he's like, wait, 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 let me walk you to the door. Clary's like, nah, I'm good, bro. No one's really supposed to know I'm here, and I don't want you to get in trouble, Plus, you're kind of like stranger danger. Dude, show. have you ever... No, you haven't because you both have been married for an eternity. I had a Tinder date once. It wasn't a Tinder date. It was a plenty of fish date, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, he wanted to walk me to my door and I'm like, no thanks. Like, I don't want you near me when I open my door. I don't trust you. He's going to push his way in like my nephew did last night during trick-or-treating. He went in someone's house (laughs) during COVID. Oops. (laughs) He's two. He didn't get it. He saw Play-Doh and wanted to go play. (laughs) He's like, oh, shit, you're having a party. Yep. Hey. Same thing. That was what was going to happen. He wanted to play with your (laughs) Play-Doh. Oh, God. oh it's good sebastian's like i don't have to be if you let me creep creep wink wink and she says that um, i'm sure that he you're a nice guy but she just doesn't have the energy to want to get to know you (laughs) and then she walks away oh my god okay look i've been mad at clary a lot (laughs) recently and I will be in the near future. Yeah. But for this, I appreciate it. I appreciate the fucking honesty. Yep. And let me tell you, I have been in her shoes before. I'm like, dude, I don't have the energy to invest in getting to know another person. <laughs> she learned this from Magnus. She took this out of his playbook. For sure. For yeah. <laughs> real, dude. But her astute attitude doesn't last very long because she turns around. <laughs> And every now and then, there's this get a little bit closer. I don't know how the rest of the song goes. <laughs> like that. <laughs> great. Anyway. Okay, he looks like a sad emo Alec. So she says, Ragnar fell. Then gives him, like, the short notes about Jocelyn and walks away. <laughs> Why? Just random dudes. I don't have the energy to get to know you as a person mm-hmm. on a personal level. But Here's- I'm going to tell you the biggest secret I have. <laughs> so you'll stop looking like a puppy. I love it. This bitch. Clary actually crawls back up the trellis into the window, which is like good for good on you for sticking to it, man. I guess. I can't believe it didn't fall off. (laughs) So she makes it in and she has like this short lived moment of joy when the room looks clear. But then Amatis pulls a bro J and turns on slash activates her witch light. And she's sitting on the end of her bed, just like staring. What the hell has she been? How long has she been sitting there? Yep. She's watched too many episodes of Wonder Years. She tells her, um, Amatis tells her that she looks a lot like her mom, especially in those clothes. And Clary's like, sorry. I forgot she was in gear. I was like, oh yeah, shit. She was looking all hot. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone's looking at her too. She's in gear for what reason? Nobody else you know? is in gear. Yeah. <laughs> Amatis ignores her and tells her to change and get downstairs. And if she tries to leave, she will seal the house against her so she won't be able to get back in. Mic drop. 
bitch. Bitch. Changing the locks. <laughs> Clary obliges her request because what other choice does she have, really? And sheepishly enters the kitchen. Amethyst instantly starts unloading, telling her that she knows that she went to see Jonathan. And she should have known better because now she's completely disappointed Luke. She then tells about what happened when Luke was bitten. He had come to her house to tell her about it. And um, he was anxious that he was going to become a person slash wolf. And she told him to GTFO and not come back until he knew he was going to stay a person sans wolf. Yeah. Luke told her that he was afraid that if he did change that Valentine was going to tell him to kill himself. And she said that was probably the best thing that he could do. The fuck? How sad is it that he didn't want to be a werewolf because of what Valentine would do to him? And then his sister's like, yeah, that sounds like good advice. Yeah, do it. Do it. I dare you. I double dog. Dare dog. you? Oh, low blow. Terrible. Amethyst said that she was so upset that someone as good as Luke was going to be turned into a monster. And she didn't want to see it happen. Like, didn't want to be there to watch the car wreck. If it wasn't for Jocelyn convincing, um, she would have kept that mindset and cut him off completely. But as it was, uh, Jocelyn had convinced her. So she let Luke stay in her cellar during full moons. Be- but their trust was gone between them. And Luke couldn't forgive her, and things were never the same. Clary reminds her that Luke came to her when she was sick, so that has to count for something. And Amita says that the only reason he came was because he had nowhere else to go. And now she's really messed everything up by letting Clary sneak out. She ruined her chances at getting back to good. Okay, I think that is, like, actually kind of sweet. Because, like, now we know where her head's at. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why she's so upset, not because she's, like, Clary, you have to stay here. How does I'm going to change you to the bed. Huh? Isn't Luke gone? Yeah, but it's all like all about honor for these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I swore on the angel to protect you. Like, don't you know when you babysit someone's kid and something bad happens, you just like, don't tell the parents. (laughs) But did you die? No. Right. We're fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Duh. Duh. (laughs) No one ever wants to send their kids to my house again. (laughs) I'd do it if I got a break. <laughs> Clary obviously feels like two inches tall and tries to tell her that it's not her fault. She couldn't have done anything. After all, Clary did lie to her. And Amethyst goes into an Alec worthy woe is me tirade, telling Clary that there's always something you can do. She tried to sell her, tell herself that she was powerless to do anything when Luke changed or about Stephen leaving her. She doesn't attend Clave meetings, even though she hates what they're doing because she won't be able to influence them. This was the one time where she finally did choose to do something, and she messed it up big time. She then tells Clary that she can come and go as she pleases. She won't do anything to stop her because, as Clary pointed out, there's nothing she can do, and then sends her to bed. You deserved that shit, Clary. Yep. Dude, okay, I have a question for you. Have you ever gotten in trouble by somebody else's parents? Yeah. It's a hundred times worse than getting in trouble by your parents. Mine was when my grandparents, like, yelled at us. Oh. Because oh. that was just, like, I'd never gotten in trouble at anybody else's parents. That's nope. because you were an angel. That's why my mother loved her. Yeah. No, no way. I just got in trouble once when we snuck out, and it wasn't my idea. It was my friend's idea. So she was getting in trouble, and it was awkward. So we were staying, or I was staying at my friend's house, and her parents were out of town for the weekend, and... We were not in the same, like, circles in high school, really. Like, she had gone a different path, and I had gone down a darker one. <laughs> Hers was better, more well-lit. Right, like, she was in, like, track and shit. Like, <laughs> and she was, she wanted to have people over, but, like, her friends were lame. <laughs> and so she was like, can you invite some boys over? And, like, I'm like, okay, but, like, the people I invite over are, like, not... Like, if you want to have a party, we can have a party. But, like, I'm warning you. Like, (laughs) shit's not going to be, like, we're going to watch a movie. Like. Awesome. (laughs) Right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, you know, we'll drink my parents' liquor. They never get into the liquor cabinet or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, okay. And so I call some guys over. And so they come over. And there's, like, I don't know, like 12 of us in the house. It wasn't that big of a party. It was a very small gathering. It was like a get together more yeah. than a party. <laughs> yeah. But like we went, like I smoked still. So like we were outside smoking or whatever. And I was outside with one of the guys and we were smoking. And I guess we were being too loud because the neighbor like 
heard and then like looked out and saw us and so then told her parents so her parents came home and they were all pissed off and stuff and they were mad at me and I'm like this bitch made me like she said she wanted to have a party it was not my idea she wanted to play on the other side of the tracks I just provided the fucking people it was, like, that was bad. <laughs> I brought the kettling. She started the fire. Right? <laughs> Clary runs upstairs and slams down on the bed, trying to cry. But the tears won't come because, quoteth, what's the point in crying when there's no one there to comfort you? And what's worse, when you couldn't even comfort yourself? What does that even mean? She like, doesn't feel bad enough to cry. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it means she's a fucking sociopath. Yeah. I don't fucked up big time slapping the bass. <laughs> okay, make sure that you read chapter seven where angels fear to tread for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.